Special edition of the Channel 33 podcast. I'm Micah Peters. I'm a staff writer with The Ringer. This is a special T-Pain. edition. Yes, it is. It's a special edition. It's special. It's awesome. I'm this T-Pain. is an occasion. T Pain, everybody. So. Right. So, first thing I got to ask you about is okay, so to set the table Crazy here a little introduction, bit. by the way. That was amazing. Dan, okay, there's <laughs> these two guys named Nick Joseph and Dan Rue, and they're both from Baton Rouge. Right, and they right. have this. They have this web series of just videos where they go on Instagram Live and they mess with people, and Nick hypes Dan up while Dan dances and then usually steals something or, it's, it's, yeah, it's usually stealing you something. know, just hijinks ensue. It came up a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, did you just stumble across that on the internet and then decide to have uh, them come on stage? My wife put me on or? it. My wife, uh, she always, you know, she, she's a woman, so internet, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and, you know, she was uh, stumbling across a lot of stuff. She was sending me links to all this stuff, and, I mean, it just, I fell in love with it instantly like it wasn't there was no question it was just a perfect uh it, it was like the the hip-hop uh pen and teller so it was it was really dope because dan don't talk like you know nick do all the you know he, he called all the bullshit and then man it, it's just a perfect combination so i fell in love with it like right away would you say that that's like your favorite thing on the internet right now yes right now yes absolutely. what is your second favorite thing on the my internet? my second favorite thing on the internet man um there's a new guy I don't even know. I just when I see him, he he he's just real hype. He dances a lot and he does this a lot and it's just I can't remember his name. Uh, he's tied with uh, Ha Ha Davis. Ha Ha Davis. Yeah, the the big fella guy. Oh okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, what they, what we doing, big fella? <laughs> we doing big yeah. fella. And just, anybody that's just over the top with it, I'm I'm all about it. It's all about having fun and energy, man. I, you know, anybody that sit there and just like have a picture, and then. They try to do what um, I would call the king of it. He's probably not the first person to do it, but the king of it is uh, DC Young Fly. Mm. With that, bring DC. that ass here. Yep. And um, man, what's the the, guy, the other guy, Ryan? Um, sorry for the listeners that don't know who DC Young Fly is. Yeah, it's a lot. Going uh, on. There is this guy that used to be on Vine doing like really funny things. Like he'd be riding around the car with his friend and freestyling, and, and then yeah. like he'd play like he was dead on the steering wheel, and then get back up and start freestyling that. again. Then he made it to Wildin' Out, so that was mm-hmm. cool. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Still on Wildin' Out right now. Mm-hmm. He did, he did, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, he he's did. doing great. So, you know, Andy's got a couple mixtapes out. Y'all check out DC Young Fly new mixtapes. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of new stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, you recently, finally, after 10 years, released the T-Wayne Project. Gang, gang. And <laughs> I got to know that if, if it was just like in... I mean, like, was at what what prompted you to finally release the thing that was just languishing on your hard drive? Well, you got to think, man. It, it really wasn't just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I had I've been showing people that project for nine years. Mm-hmm. Like anybody that come to my house, you know, they always ask me about it, and, and you know, I always I'm like, it's on my hard drive right now. You want me to show you? And I go through the whole project, and we had a bunch of songs, but a lot of them were unfinished. Mm-hmm. So it would have turned out to be like my mixtape featuring Lil Wayne, so I didn't put all of them out. I put the ones that we finished together on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the ones I had just my verse, and then I was waiting on his verse, or he already recorded his verse, but he didn't send me his version of it, and stuff like that. But I've been showing people this this project for nine years, man, and it, it got to the point where 
we didn't need to drop it back then. Mm -hmm. We should have, but we, you know, it was T Pain and Lil Wayne back in '09. Like we did, we weren't worried about missing money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, but man, the last person I showed was uh, Smino, mm. and he came to the crib after his show in in Atlanta, and Smino was like, "Bro, yeah, you got to put this out." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I mean, we're supposed to put it out a long time ago." He's like, "Nah, bro, this this shit still sounds like right now," and I'm like. Uh, if you say so, man, I'll think about it. And uh, weirdly, I had a drunk dream about it. <laughs> um, and then I woke up, man. I was like, I called my manager. I'm like, yo, I'm about to put this T. Wayne project out, man. He was like, oh, you should, you should call everybody and do all this. I'm like, nah, bro, it's it's too late. It's already on SoundCloud. It's already uploaded to SoundCloud <laughs> right now. Sorry, can't do anything about it. <laughs> He's like, does it have cover art? I was like. No, I guess it was like let me get it. Let me get my guy, uh, pencil fingers. It whipped it up real quick. I mean, in a day, whipped mm -hmm. it up. Pencil fingers. That's a that's a hand drawn cover. Like a lot of people think that's digital, but that's a hand drawn cover. And it was. I Does mean, pen pencil fingers have an Instagram handle. It's pencil fingers. Out? It's just pencil fingers. Yeah. Okay. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, it's. I mean, he he actually made a time lapse of him doing it. So it, it was crazy. But um, yeah. Once we got the cover art, I was like, I'm going to make the link private. And it was like, Godspeed, bro. <laughs> 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 um, but I just think it was just time. It was just time. It it was a lost page that needed to be taped back in the book like of hip-hop. Like that, that was something that people had been begging for and asking for. And it, was just, it just wasn't fair to keep that in a vault somewhere for no reason. Mm -hmm. We had it. We wasn't trying to improve it. We weren't going to make a new version of the songs. So why not? Just, I mean... And plus, the, with the situation that Wayne is in, man, I felt, you know, not that it's my business or anything like that, but I've, I've been in that same situation where you've been stifled and handled wrongly by your label or, you know what I'm saying, your furnishing company or anything like that. And it's just, it's just not fair, man. So I felt like, like come for me. I'll release Wayne music. If y'all want to release Wayne music, I'll release Wayne music. Sure. Come for me. I got mm. absolutely zero to lose. Mm. Come for it. Whatever. So, so yeah. knowing about this, the situation that Lil Wayne is in, everybody should know about this, but he's mired in the worst kind of label trouble and has been right. for some time. Uh, he has, the Carter Five is yet to come out. It was supposed to come out mm -hmm. years ago. What is your relationship with Wayne like right now? Just if you don't mind my asking. It's, a, um, it's normal, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a normal thing. Like, it's it's basically like everybody else. Like we don't talk about the label stuff or anything like that. But it's like it's a it's a general and mutual dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. Like we know it. Like you know what I'm saying. It's like if you know somebody's girl is cheating on them and they find out, you don't just be like, "Well, I've known for years." Like you just <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> you just kind of like, "Man, that sucks." Like you don't talk about it a lot. You just hit on a subject and that's the last time you talk about it. But Nah, man, when, when me and Wayne get together, it's never like a sad moment or anything like mm -hmm. that, or he's not depressed or anything like that. He's not feeling bad. He's, he's, he's a upbeat. He's normal Wayne, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's laughing, he's doing his thing, and he's still, he's still doing music, but I know what it feels like to feel like you're doing music for nothing. Mm -hmm. Because as much music as you're doing, you got hundreds of songs, and nothing's getting released, you're like, I'm doing this for. Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm just doing it so I can listen to my own music back to back, and you know, it's 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 it's, it's not a satisfying feeling, man. So I feel like I I feel like I 
like had a five percent liberation of of, <laughs> of, of of like C5 or mm-hmm. just Wayne in general. Anything mm-hmm. he wants to release, it just it sucks to be in that position and not be able to. Re- he can release music. He can mm-hmm. release music whenever he feels like it. He's not gonna benefit from it. Mm. That's the problem. Just being in between a rock and a much harder rock. Right. And mm. so it's not that he can't release music. He can release music as much as he wants to, but the people that's going to benefit from him, he doesn't want them to benefit from him. And you know what I'm saying? And, that, and he, that he's going to be one of the people that doesn't benefit from him. Mm. So it, that, that's just it's not fair. I'd rather stop doing music than to just release it for other people to benefit of. Like, it's just not fair. So I feel that situation. I. That that led, that really had a big position in why I released the project. Yeah. Mm. Um. When okay, so to bring it back to the T Wayne tape, actually, there are eight songs on it. Mm-hmm. One of them is a song called "Listen to Me," mm-hmm. which samples the Oompa Loompa song from yeah. Willy Wonka. At the beginning of it, you acknowledge that it had been done before where you you were referring to the backwoods right yeah okay absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. they did it around the same time mm-hmm. and then uh once we recorded it then a lot of people were saying yo you know the backwoods is there that and i had totally forgot so i went back and recorded that part uh, a couple days after we finished the song mm. and then you know it just wasn't the same had you heard the other instance of the oompa loompa song which is actually there is these uh these dudes from manchester that were called the Blackout Crew, and they had a song called Romper Pumper. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is that? It was in 2009, too, but I mean, like, I, I, mean, like, I like right now. had you been digging around. <laughs> I, like, I dug around looking for it just to see if anybody else had done it. And That's crazy. Yeah, that was, that was wow. the other instance of it. I mean, there's tons of samples, yeah. first of all. Like, the music in Willy Wonka, first of all, is just... Crazy out of this world. <laughs> Seriously, the tunnel, the tunnel thing where they're they're on they're on, on the, the joint, when on the with the with the and joint, and and when it they're floating the up. It is the creepiest song I've ever heard. It's a lot of creepy music. A lot yeah. of stuff that can be turned in. Like if you if you gave uh, a rap music two days to come up with as many beats as he could off of, of just the one single Chocolate Factory movie, whole album guaranteed. <laughs> A rap music with an MPC, just give me an MPC and a DVD player, it's a rap. <laughs> it's a rap. Yeah, but no, nah, we, um, I mean, I, I, because we did that around the same time as the Backwoods, and it was, I mean, I had not even, I had not even thought about it when I heard it, you know. We was working with the business so much that we wasn't really paying attention to anybody else's music back then. The producer of the business, right? Right, right, yeah, right, right, right. Henny, Henny and, uh, um, yep, Henny and the other one. Dad, dad. Yep, done, done. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh um, my God. Yeah, man. So yeah, um, nah. But we um, we just weren't paying attention to other people's music back then, man. Mm-hmm. And and you and that's the crazy thing. You didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? And the only the only way you would pay attention to somebody else's music is if it sounded the same. Mm-hmm. And you would get clowned if your music sounded like anybody else's. And that's that's what's crazy about today. Like that's no longer a thing. Like you would literally get clowned. Like, why are you biting this man? Why are you biting? Why are you biting? Biting was a giant word a couple of years ago, a few mm-hmm. years ago, and it no longer exists. Like due to the lack of gatekeepers and the fact that right, basically and, being able to take an idea and do something interesting with it is prized above having an original idea. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And it's and it's just there's no separation anymore. So I feel like what we brought to the table was refreshing. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the T. Wayne project felt like it was done right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I mean, back in 09, you didn't have to, you didn't want to step on anybody else's realm. You didn't want to do what anybody else is doing. And that, that just made us even more strong. You know what I'm saying? Because we wanted to make a group project, but we were still two different artists. And it just felt amazing. Sounds like right now, minus the sidekick reference. <laughs> Wayne definitely made a sidekick <laughs> reference. Um, that, that, hearing that again, because I had to go back and uh, mix the records myself again. Uh-huh. And, and just hearing that, just hearing that sidekick reference, that actually made me want a sidekick. Do, do I, you? Do, does I seriously remember being one person in this room that don't want a sidekick right now. I, I, don't, I don't think there is. I mean, like I had an LG flip phone at the time that that came out, and I wanted a sidekick more than anything else. Oh like, my god! You know they made a smartphone version of the sidekick. No. Oh, you missed out. I definitely had that. <sighs> yeah, it flipped. It flipped up. You just, psh, ooh, the screen went right up. My God, can you imagine if the iPhone did that? Oh, man. Um, that would be amazing. So, basically, what the story with Autotune was that you were listening to a song by, was it, was it J-Lo or was it? It was Jennifer Lopez. It was J-Lo. Yeah. And it was one song and you were just like, she can't be the only one that has a vocoder. Where can I get that exact thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a Dark Child remix mm-hmm. of uh, If You Had My Love. Shout out to Drake, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but no, uh, it was a Dark Child remix of If You Had My Love. Mm-hmm. And I heard she used it for like two seconds. And I was like, that's, that's, that's exactly what I want to sound like. Mm-hmm. And I went on like a year and a half search for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was called. And I just went through every plugin. I had so many hack plugins. It was just out of this world. I had like a stack of CDs of just crack plugins. Mm-hmm. It was the probably the best purchase I ever made in my life because I just went through every plugin. It was just a bunch of Waves plugins, a bunch of uh, Fab Filter stuff. It was just all the new stuff. And then I, I, I walked right up on it. Goddamn auto tune. <laughs> And boy, when I when I did it, cause I it was like a whole day mm-hmm. where I just got I, I gathered every crack plugin that I that I had, and I put it. Uh, I, I got one like a three second vocal thing, mm-hmm. like just a clip, and I just kept kept that repeating and kept changing the plugin that was on it. It just kept changing, kept changing it. That was the most annoying shit. <laughs> That I didn't want to hear that song for the rest of my life, and and it was just Which, it never it, was, it, it never came out. It never came out. Never came out. And then I just I, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to mix it because I heard that one bar so much from going through all those plugins. I was just done hearing it. But once I got to the auto tune joint, I immediately remade uh, Black Street's uh, "Creep," mm-hmm. and that was the right. That was the end of it. Mm. Ever since I did that. Oh my God! Then I delve into it real heavy and start, um, you know, like studying it, seeing what every button does, and just turning every knob and stuff like that, and just really got into it. So I, I really, really know how it works. And they keep adding buttons, this is, <laughs> so I got to keep redoing this process. <laughs> but no, I mean it worked out, man. It, it was really good, man. And I, I feel like I, I feel like that that time spent on it was was well worth it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Kyle, can you play like the first? We're gonna play one of his first hits, if you don't mind. This is a song called Off of Rapper Turt Singer, excuse mm. me. The first the debut album. Debut. And this is called I'm in Love with a Stripper. Well that's fine. That's always good. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Are you transported like I'm transported? Um. No. I, mean, like, uh, <laughs> I gotta perform this a lot, yeah. so you know. What is what? But you so you were talking about plugins. Which plugin did you use? Like, is there a specific? name for this one that you use on this song? I mean, like, what was the process when you went in this The crazy thing was, one? on this, I didn't use it a lot. Mm -hmm. It's only on this part. Mm -hmm. And then after this, it goes away. Yeah. Because you can actually sing. That's yeah, the thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I only use it on a couple parts on, on Stripper. And that's the crazy thing. Like, a lot of people don't know when I'm using it and when I'm not using it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it, it just it, it it was and it was Antares Auto Tune at the time, mm -hmm. but now at this moment uh, I made my own product, the T Pain Effect, mm -hmm. because when people were walking to the store they wouldn't know the name of it and they would just ask for, mm -hmm. let me get the T Pain Effect. Mm -hmm. So I just made my own product called that, and when you go ask for that, <laughs> grab my shit off the shelf. <laughs> I come on. Um, <sighs> so going back to that time in like the late two thousands. Um, a lot of different interesting things were happening. A lot, and after you started, after you started using AutoTune, people started to realize that you know, if your voice wasn't there, AutoTune could at least make you sound okay. Right. Right. right? Um, in 2007, right before, like after like the Drought series mixtapes, and right before the Carter Three came out, Lil Wayne had like the series of leaks. Uh, that might have been ended up on the Carter Three, but for getting left on the cutting room floor. Right. And there's one song called Prostitute Flange. Did he play that for you first? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but the thing is, he didn't have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it wasn't, like, I don't own the sound. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I was you just know. saying, like, did but he But no, he definitely, he definitely didn't, but, um, I mean, the first person that really put auto-tune on a on a national level to where it's okay for everybody else to do it too. Like, like because there's stuff, there's things now to where I think like, oh, I thought that was just that one person that was able to do that, but everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. And then like, it's stuff like that, but when you find out that other people also can do it, then it's kind of fun to do, you do it in your song too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? One of those things is, that's, a, that's the funnest thing to do right now. <laughs> Period. Like. Oh my God, Travis killed that, bro. So, oh, he's talking about goosebumps. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. Yeah. I love doing it. I do I that in regular life. I don't even do it in my music. I just do it in regular life. It is an amazing song. Oh, so great. Um, so stuff like that. But the person that really put into the put into play that, like, hey, every, all the other artists, it's okay to use autotune, was uh, Snoop. Mm, oh, sexual eruption. He was the first one right. to use it. He was the first. Right. He was the first other major artist to use auto tune, and then mm -hmm. everybody was like, "Oh, that man, video is also do, crazy." That's one of the best videos. <laughs> I mean, like the the filter that he had on the whatever it was, and yeah. then actually had the tube and the, 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 the key and the yeah, key tar. Absolutely. Yeah. Nah. He he, he went in. The he velvet suit. It was a lot of velvet. Oh that. my goodness. It was a lot of velvet. That was video. crazy. <laughs> um, wait. Just so yeah, that was before. before that's what I'm saying. But that was before mm -hmm. the the Carter the, the Carter Three and the, all the leaks happened and, and prostitute. Um, so like by that time, like it wasn't even a you got to check with T Pain kind of thing yeah. anymore. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Before that, before Snoop did that, and it was like you either got to have Pain on this record 
Well, you gotta ask them. Mm -hmm. But when Snoop did it, I was like, oh, man, Dre ain't gonna do nothing. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it really turned into that song. <laughs> By that time with Prostitute happened, it was just like, oh, hey, there it is. Um, do you have any funny stories from those recording sessions? Just you and Wayne? Just one, even. The crazy thing that there was like the most minimal interaction with mm -hmm. this. Like, the only interaction we had while doing this, because we did it on the I Am Music Tour. Mm -hmm. We both had uh, tour buses and we both had studios on our tour bus. So, I would literally do my verse, mm -hmm. take it to his tour bus. Mm -hmm. We'd have very minor interactions, like, I'm done with my verse, get this back to me when you can. And then by the end of the show, like right after the show, he'll record his verse, bring it back to my bus. Hey, I'm down with this bars, and then tell me when you're down And then oh, cool, I'll tell you back. Like it was literally just us going back and forth on each other's buses. Like he goes and we were still like burning CDs back then. So uh -huh. it was like we we burned so many fucking CDs. Yeah. It's just CDs everywhere. So it was it just yeah, was I mean, like, like minimal interactions. 2007, 2008. That was like I mean when Epiphany came out, I had it I like it was I think my brother bought it at Walmart and then I ripped it because I was broke. And there I was you go. That school. makes sense. Wasn't that crazy that Walmart was like the spot for CDs for a minute though? Yeah. But the thing is, <laughs> is that like my favorite song of that project was the one that was only on the Japan retail version. It was the, it oh was Calm God. the Fuck Down. Calm Put, the Fuck well, Down. Play that right quick. <laughs> This is a this is this is an incredible song. Yeah, man. <laughs> There's a lot of different versions of this album. Gang gang. Gang gang. Gang Wait, how come this one never made it on the U.S. version? Uh, they was the only ones that asked for it. Mm. So. Okay. <laughs> No, I just had, it was just one of them things to where, uh, you know, because you got to have bonus songs for each store right. in the U.S. So Target was asking for three bonus songs, mm -hmm. Walmart asked for three. So I was burnt out of bonus songs by the time we started releasing International. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we just need one more song. And I was like, I had like, when they asked me for that, I had just recorded it. Uh. So I was like, I just, here you go. <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> I literally have every song I done recorded for this album. So I had just recorded that, and I, that was just me just in the studio just recording. But, uh, yeah, as soon as they called it, I didn't, I, like, because at that time, I didn't even know that you had to have different versions of the album. Mm -hmm. So anytime somebody says Epiphany is, like, the classic album, I'm like, which one? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Yeah, so late 2000, but I mean, the, the thing that was interesting with, with your relationship is the fact that everybody wanted you, either one of you on their song at that point mm -hmm. in time. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like building up to where, I mean, like Three Rings was basically a victory lap because it was just right. like, you know, and I'm going to just put on this top hat and ride my Segway around <laughs> and just be me. Like, this is, this is me, here I am. Right, absolutely. And then... DOA happens. Mm -hmm. What was, and you got on stage when you performed it at yeah at um uh was summer it jam summer jam summer jam yeah. What was like? Did you just were just like no? I'm gonna go just stand on stage. Like what was no, like going there was your... um the whole thing was planned out. Mm. The whole thing was planned out. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I don't think anybody told Jay what was going on mm -hmm. because it was a surprise to him. But 
Yeah, we all know how crazy security is for Jay. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's just gonna get close to Jay. <laughs> like, what? Like, no. you can't just walk up you on just Jay. Walk up on Jay, man. <laughs> no, when it, the whole thing was playing out. Everybody knew. I think everybody knew about him, mm. and it just surprised him. And I think that was that was the only miscommunication that happened throughout that whole thing. Where and were you was, at when you first heard the song? Uh, where was I? I was home. I was home just watching videos and mm -hmm. they premiered it on something. I can't, one of them shows that don't exist anymore. It <laughs> 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 premiered it and uh, yeah. I mean, once I heard it, I was like, thank God. Like, please stop everybody from using it. And then uh, then everybody was like, no, no, he's talking about you. And I'm like, wait, no, it's not. He says my name in the thing. And it was like, yeah, but he's like putting you in with that. I was like, nah, come on, guys. Like, I was never a believer in the fact that uh, in the fact that, that song was about me because mm -hmm. he said, y'all T-painting too much. And a lot of people told me he was talking about Diddy, and I was like, Diddy did one album with that. Like, that's not even, nobody knows who he was talking about. Jay-Z don't do that shit. He didn't want anybody else to do it. <laughs> like that, that, bottom line, Jay-Z didn't think it was cool. It's not cool. But that, like, that's it. That's just the bottom line. You know, like mm -hmm. rappers singing on hooks, stop. Jay-Z will make it stop, trust me. Like, mm -hmm. So it, I was never a, a firm believer in that he was talking about me or whatever, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like that whole night, like I was talking to everybody. I asked him, uh, can he come out on my set? You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, they were like, he's already coming out on Jesus. So I'm like, cool, I'll just come out there with him. And they were like, cool. So it happened. Mm. I don't think anybody told him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I know people don't like surprises. When I'm doing a show, I don't like people just walking up mm -hmm. on the stage. So I'm yeah. like, you messing up. I got a certain thing I do on these certain parts. Just don't be in this area when I do that. And I, you know, so it was good. I mean, it was cool with me. Um, I don't think it killed anything. I don't think it really hurt anything. I think it made me more famous, to be totally honest. Um, because I mean, like you've, it's kind of you ushered in like a new industry standard, kind of like unwittingly, mm -hmm. maybe. I mean, yeah. But I mean, definitely didn't mean to. But. Does it? Does it? Like, does it feel like vindication? Does it feel like? No, 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 no. No, it definitely doesn't feel like that. Mm. Um, it, it feels like. It feels like any any originator of anything mm -hmm. is gonna get the most flack because you're bringing in something new that nobody understands. First one through the wall. You know what I'm saying? Bloody. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're definitely gonna feel the pain first. You're running through a brick wall to let everybody else in, and absolutely you're gonna feel the you're gonna feel the most pain. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is gonna run through the hole, and you know um, that's how everything works, man. I'm pretty sure first person to introduce uh, hoop and stick to the to the world was like. <laughs> Come on, dudes, put that shit down. Like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? Running through the streets, pushing a hoop with a stick. Go bail you, some hay, You man. look stupid. Like, <laughs> 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 so, you know, like, like, man, they were saying, you know, just how they, how they say uh, technology is like uh, stopping people from communicating with each other and stuff. Right. They said the same thing about newspapers back in the days. Like, it's going to be whatever originates out of nowhere and whatever's a new concept. And that's what's going to get the most hate. And because people, people fear what they don't understand, and they don't understand anything new. Hmm. So I get it. it. Just took people time to get used to it. Because mm -hmm. now it's just over the top auto tone. Like everybody, find me a song without it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> It'd be easier. The, speaking of like you know that, and there was the new. You had the T mixes that were going on mm -hmm. uh, during this period of time in between. In between albums, yeah, and 
My favorite one so far is the one that you did with Saw Baby called Pull Up With A Stick. Lit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, this uh, the team is were... crazy. <laughs> Fade Fade game is so good. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I'm not like I'm not gonna I'm not exactly clear on when they started and when they stopped. Mm -hmm. um, but it was around the same time that you were doing your press rounds for Stoicville. Right. Uh, I gotta which, I have to really 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 fucking like a song mm -hmm. for me to do a team mix to it, mm -hmm. and I haven't really liked the song in a long time. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? When Sai Baby came out with this, I was like, I was not just like you were. I can't stop singing this. Yeah. It's just, it's just gotta happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, Did you listen to the rest of the Sanders mixtape? No. Mm. No. Because I just like I, it's flooding in Atlanta. Yeah. Like pull up with the stick is nonstop in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think it got forced on me, but I mean when I heard it like the second time, and then my wife sang it, I was like, well obviously I gotta do it now. And then I was like, babe, you can't just be listening to this song like, without babe, me. You can, only, you can only listen to my version, babe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but no, nah, it was it's cool, man. I mean, I, like I said, I have to really like a song. And it was just a period of time where songs were just more T-mixable. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. It's, it's a word now. So that. Uh, but, like, the situation has to be right. The song has to be mega dope. Like, I was going to do a T-mix of uh, Mask Off. Mm -hmm. And then when I start looking for, you know, uh, start calling labels about the instrumental and stuff like that in the acapella, then they was like, hey, you know Kendrick's doing one. I was like, okay, never mind, I'm good. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just circumstances, man, but mm -hmm. T-mixes don't have a schedule. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm, you know, everybody always say, man, you need to do more T-mixes. I'm like, you need to do more songs I like. So then I, <laughs> so it's not a it's not a particular time where I do tea mixes. But you were saying that I was doing them around Stoicville joint. Go ahead. Right. Uh, so that was around the time that you did the NPR Tiny Desk, mm -hmm. which was beautiful. I gotta Thank you. say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what's happened from then to now? Uh, has the concept of I know what the concept of Stoicville is, but could you explain it for the listeners? The concept of Stoicville is uh, I got it from my um, my youngest son. Mm -hmm. um, he's on the uh, autism spectrum. So when he doesn't want to deal with things and when he doesn't want to, you know, be a part of a function or something, like he'll cover his ears, close his eyes, and just whisk off into this whole other world that I can only imagine is what Stoicville is for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just a world to where nobody pays attention to anybody. Nobody nobody's in anybody's pockets. Nobody's worrying about who's making what music. Nobody's it's just no worries, just no cares. And that world that he goes in when he closes when he plugs his ears and closes his eyes, it has to it has to be pure bliss. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Stoicville is to me. Okay. Yeah. And the, 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 I mean, you, I, so at midnight tonight, 
you have a new song mm -hmm. with uh, Young M.A. Right. called FBGM. You got it. Mm -hmm. That was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> uh, is that bleeding into the Stoatville no, project? No. Um, I mean, just, you know, to be frank, I, I don't want to put Stoatville out yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the situation I'm in and the, like, I mean, I just, I don't know if I can be. Can I? Is that is that something I can touch on? Uh, something that I can basically. I don't want to put you in a bind. No, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, because you know, because people say I talk too much because I tell the truth all the time. And like, <laughs> it's weird. Just telling the truth, you talk too much. That's not. That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, I mean, this, with the situation I'm in, Stoicville wouldn't be handled correctly. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it wouldn't be your vision for what Stoicville is. No, nah. mm -hmm. nah. So we're releasing a, a another project called Oblivion, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of a lot of stuff is produced by Dre Moon, and it's you know it's not a mixtape. It's really an album. You know what I'm saying? This mm -hmm. is this is an album that's getting pushed by RCA. So it's Oblivion, but after Oblivion, Stoicville will come into fruition. But I, I just don't want to. I don't want to bring Stoicville into the world because it's such a important project for me, mm -hmm. it has to be handled exactly how I see it. Mm -hmm. And with the with my current situation and my current deal, I don't think it will be. So I'd rather hold off, you know, uh, a lot of game developers, they always say a, a, a bad game, like, you know, you know, a bad game is bad, a delayed game is eventually good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I take that same approach with my, with my albums, like I'd rather just, make you wait and actually have a good product instead of succumbing to the pressure and just releasing just out of nowhere and then for no reason and it just does nothing. Mm. You know, so I'd rather delay what I'm doing and actually develop everything right so you won't have any complaints instead of just trying to appease to you just wanting to hear something and then you say, oh, that's not what I was talking about. I don't want to do that. It's very dumb. That'd very be, understandable. That's a stupid move. <laughs> <laughs> What'd be worse is if I take this much time and it's still whack. That'd be way worse. <laughs> That'd be way worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it'd be terrible. Um, if with uh, Oblivion coming out and Stoneville, hopefully in the future, mm -hmm. are, what is the, you know what? Let me just ask this straight up. Go ahead. What are the, what is the collaboration you most want to do? And keep in mind that I'm also kind of anticipating that this will be the weirdest one that I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's one I want to do, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because I've, I've gone through so many collaborations and I've done so many, so many things, things for so many other people, for so many people mm -hmm. and have, uh, you know, a lot of people have, but there's been a lot of people that I wanted to return the favor that I hadn't. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, years have gone by where I'm always seeing people in the airport, like, yo, let's work, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah. And then they don't answer the phone anymore. And people that have, you know, I've worked with before that have now moved on, like, yeah, you know, you're not hot right now, so I'm not going to work with you right now. It's just, but now they're calling again because they see me releasing stuff and things are happening. And, you know, it's just, it's just I, I'm, I'm done with other people right now. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, like when I was down and when I was, you know what I'm saying, when I was just chilling and I, I took a break from the music, like nobody was hitting me up. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was uh checking to see what was going on. Nobody was checking to see what was going on. Nobody, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew, you know, in the in, within the industry everybody knew what I was doing. Nobody was 
nobody's really checking for it though. So I'm like, when I get back on, and when I start doing music again, when I get out of this this mindset that I'm in, nobody call me. <laughs> nobody call me. If you do call me, I'ma pick up the phone and I'ma make a personal voicemail message just for you. I'm gonna be on the phone archer. talking. Like that, like an archer thing? You like <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> Glad you see, that's what I'm saying. Did it? Hello. The person you're trying to call is not fucking with you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when you did this back in 07? Yeah, he's still thinking about that. Uh, You suck as a person, go find new friends. I don't know what to say. I ain't, ain't, be totally honest, man, I ain't fucking with nobody right now. Mm. I'm worried about me, my kids, my wife. I'll let your boy. Mm -hmm. Um, To end this on a lighter note, Sometimes. Sometimes. You, you, it, it could go anyway. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see we'll after, after what out. just happened. Right. Now. Um, there is, so the, one of the features on I'm in Love with a Stripper was, the feature on I'm in Love with a Stripper was Mike Jones. Have you seen the lawyer commercial that he was in yeah. during the Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What? Have y'all seen that? I mean, like, okay, we're just, just to, just a real quick, just, just gonna, real just quick. gonna real it's quick. Thirty seconds. We'll, we'll just. You call Mike Jones, and if you ever in a situation, ever in need, all you gotta do is call my lawyer, Mark Jones. Mark Jones, who? Mark Jones, who? Mark Jones. And he gonna get you right, whatever. That's right, Columbus, Georgia. If you need legal help, Mark Jones is your lawyer. Tell him, Mike. Hey, I already told you. I love that boom, boom, so indeed. much. It's just boom, boom, indeed. The best thing. It is. It really is. <laughs> I love it, man. Did so you, great. Did you see it like when it came on during the Super Bowl, or was it? Yes. Or, oh, okay. Yes, that was. Uh, what was your reaction when you first saw it? My reaction when I first saw it, not, it what, nothing to do with Mike Jones. It was just the sheer quality difference between the Super Bowl and that commercial <laughs> was out of hand. <laughs> the, <laughs> the editing it is was out of control. It was just, I mean, it was, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. It was, it was definitely it was seizure inducing um, <laughs> the editing was definitely seizure inducing it was just shit that was just all over the place but it was just a quality I mean when, when people like try to say shit like Mike Jones fell out because he got to do this shit like mm-hmm. like look at look at you try to compare that to what Shaq is doing with like Shaq is mega rich Shaq is out of this world rich mm-hmm. and still hitting that for a great car show you can get online go to the zero <laughs> if Shaq can do that Mike Jones can do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shaq is mega. It ain't no such thing. And I tell this to people all the time. When people see me doing, like, I do little ads for uh, for fancy.com. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I do little stuff, like, little stuff on the side, commercial for this person. I sit, I grab this person thing and say, hey, this is a great product. You should buy it. And people are like, oh, you falling off, you're doing commercials. Why all of a sudden is there a such thing? As too much money. Who don't want extra money for holding up a product and saying, hey, everybody go buy this. Sweet, there's $10,000. What? Yes! 
Yes, I'll do that. What? <laughs> How long do you need me? Five minutes? Of course I'll do that. Hell yeah. Run but, it up. Run it up. Absolutely, but people see that kind of stuff and be like, oh, you fell off, you need money. I don't need money, I want money. <laughs> <laughs> who, who in this room, who in the world would say no to say, yo, all you gotta do, hold up this weird fucking thing. I know you don't smoke weed, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dope ass pipe. And just say, hey, this pipe is dope. Hey, 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 hey. That's it. This oh, pipe is dope. Man. You should go buy this pipe. This is what it does. I'll let you boy. There's a 30 second commercial. Here's ten thousand dollars. Absolutely, mean, I'm hey, going to do that. That's all there is. <laughs> yeah, the manager's going to call me after this. Um, <sighs> never mind. I was going to say the. I was going to talk about the Freaknik cartoon because that's just that was it's amazing. A lot there was that was a lot going on. There's a lot of years of cover in this whole yeah. thing. I don't think we. I don't think either one of us had enough time to really cover yeah. what we wanted to. Oh well. Accomplished. We just asked that off the record. <laughs> 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 oh, T Pain. Mm -hmm. I would like to thank you for joining me for this special edition of the Channel Thirty Three podcast. I'm Michael Peters. I'm a staff writer with The Ringer. This is T Pain. Michael Tyler. Thank you for joining us. Word to your mothers. Word to your mother. Your multiple mothers.